I am John Omerchata, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast, and I'm pretty certain that you just heard me shift into gear. <laughs> uh, I've got a, I guess it's a bit of a, not a burning topic or question so much. Well, it's kind of a question. Uh, I have not forgotten about Sam Harris, who I think is probably the leading atheist uh, ahead of Richard Dawkins. Um, man, I can never remember that fucking theorist. Phys, physics, physics theorist, theory, theory physicist, whatever his name is, the one that got, uh, man, it's right there on the tip of my brain, um, the one that got me too, and Daniel Dennett, nobody knows Daniel Dennett, anyway, so Sam Harris, when he was debating Dr. William Lane Craig, um, I think it was that one, he had brought up an argument that I've heard from atheists, and yes, this episode's going to be about God, a little too preachy, um, but he had brought up the argument that, I don't know if it was his grandmother had gotten a, a mortgage, you know, because of God, and he thought that that was uh, too beneath God. And you'll notice this with atheists is they pick and choose, right? They cherry pick their arguments of when, of what God should be, and then what God is, I guess. Where, you know, well, he's just so powerful and all of these other things. But then again, he's not that powerful, you know. And why would he grant uh, um, one of his worshippers a a good mortgage rate? And I think that's exactly what he uh, he brought up, a good mortgage rate. And uh, so I guess the question is, would God do such small things for us? And I think they are. And the argument that I would make against that is, um, in their viewpoint, our relationships with one another and how easily, uh, they can fall apart, especially I think with atheists. Um, and that being me saying that, what I mean by it is if your friend doesn't call you, doesn't, doesn't talk to you enough, do you guys tend to, you, you tend to kind of fall out of it, right? I mean, you can come back to it. There's nothing saying that you can't. But look at how fragile our emotions are when it comes to one another. And uh, say somebody says something in the wrong way, they bring up a topic that you don't really want to talk about or, or you don't like being brought up or they, they make a joke at your expense, you're the butt of it and, uh, and how you may feel and, and how easy it is for us to dislike one another. I mean, is it really so far out of anyone's imagination that, uh, God would benefit his worshipers. And another question that I would ask in that is how often do you pray this, uh, in, in, when it comes to the research, I guess, uh, with an atheist, what have they really done? I, I don't think, I don't know. Cause I haven't seen everything that Sam Harris has had to say, or, you know, the main atheists out there, but, um, have they ever went ghost hunting? I've talked about this before. I know it sounds maybe a little childish to do, but uh, it's fun as shit. I mean, holy fuck, dude. They've, they've had uh, ghost adventures, ghost hunters, and a couple of other different uh, TV shows that were scripted and I think are probably bullshit. But, um, you know, if we're serious enough about it to allow it on TV, not that I think that that's a, a bar to, to be used for measurement, but it should, I mean, if, if you're going to be 
making such a profound statement that there is no afterlife or, um, you know, there is no God or heaven or, you know, whatever it may be as an atheist would, maybe even an agnostic, what research have you done? Have you went out there to places that are heavily uh, rumored to have been haunted and checked it out for yourself? You know, have you done any ghost hunting? Um, and when it comes to God and your relationship with God, well, how much have you put into it? Because like I said, I mean, using as an example, our relationships with one another um, and how fragile they can be. I've seen relationships fall apart because people don't stay in contact. I mean, isn't that one of the biggest um, reasons used uh, for, for people getting divorced is that the communication broke down? So wouldn't it suffice to say that if you're not praying to God, if you're not worshiping Him, if you're not carrying on an, an intimate relationship, and intimacy doesn't mean sex, it means closeness, right? Um, if you're not carrying that on, why should He care, carry on helping you out? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Well, you know, and then they're going to bring in, you know, the most um, horrific examples of suffering in order to use that against God. But again, I mean, if you're not praying to God, but then they'll also obviously bring up the cases of people praying to God and still suffering through it. Um, which I, I think at one point or another, I have to give it, and I don't like giving it to the, to the atheists, but at one point or another, just as well as they have to do this, you got to give it up to the idea of what they say is God of the gaps, right? There's just parts that we don't know. Now, they'll call it that, they'll title it that, and kind of weaponize it in order to use it against us. Um, but that's fine. It's the same as when, whenever I've heard somebody say, well, you use Jesus as a crutch. And I just sat there and I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of the point. <laughs> like, I can't handle all this shit by myself, you know, to go through, as I said in my depression episode, to go through all that and not have anyone, or at least in my mind, really not have anyone and, and uh, not have God. Yeah, I kind of needed him as my crutch. <laughs> You know, we, we put each other through some pretty fucked up shit here on earth. And, um, you know, when you feel in, in, when it comes to God and, and, um, a couple different things of, of how it actually is, as opposed to how they make it out to be, or at least our enemies, this is how it is. Take it like God is a bowl of, of love. This might be a shitty example right now, but the thing about it is. You know, as humans, we would think that this bowl filled with love or whatever it may be, that the more you give out of it, the less you'll have in the end. But that's the opposite when it comes to love. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's almost counterintuitive that the more you give out, the more it actually you you get, it more it replenishes itself to the point where it's overflowing. And um, and atheists, I don't know if... It, I know a lot of their examples of why they don't like Christians or whatever it may be is because some Christians um, that they remember did something mean to them. Am I going to make it? Yeah, I'm going to make it. Um, and so they'll continuously use that. Yeah, I mean, it takes, it takes something called wisdom to understand um, that an entire group of people isn't all the same way as a couple of the bad apples, right? I mean, we could walk and chew gum at the same time. Uh, I think that it can be... In, whenever I talk about this stuff, I try to bring up the idea of a detective. 
Like, do you want a detective that only goes by mere facts and has no, I don't want to say imagination, but gut feelings? Or would you rather take on a, a, a detective to solve the case that not only uses empirical data and, and uses the facts, but also uses gut feelings to kind of check into different things, right? Wouldn't you want the, the latter rather than the first guy? I would. You know, so to, to take on, and um, Lawrence Krauss, that was his name. Fuck, I can't hardly ever remember that guy's name. Uh, Lawrence Krauss, and I think his second debate with, well, first or second debate with Dr. William Lane Craig, both of them have debated him, uh, he, he was going nuts, and he was talking about uh, empirical data, and that's the only thing that he trusts in. And it's like, all right, but then a little further down the line, he shoots himself in the foot by saying, that he believes in the possibilities of uh, galaxies popping in and out of existence without any empirical data to, ba to back it. So it's almost like he's filling that, that hole of faith that he has with an altered belief system based on zero empirical data. Did you know that we still have yet to see a black hole? And how many people believe in black holes? Um, and there was a, uh, a documentary, oh, what was it? Was it Black Hole or something like that? Neil deGrasse Tyson was in it. Um, and he, uh, it, was, it was one where they said that they found a black hole. And by all mathematical formulas or whatever that they came up with that there should be black holes and that's how we we started talking about them for a while and then all of a sudden we saw one somewhere and you might have seen the picture that came out that just looked like a looked like a cigarette <laughs> looked like the cherry on a cigarette um and i don't know i mean if you trust nasa which i certainly don't um then you would believe probably that we've seen a black hole but uh that one example which i don't believe um take that away we've never seen a black hole We've never seen one. And I don't think that that one is even, I think it's, I think it's the necessity of almost like a quota for cops, right? They're not supposed to have quotas. It's supposed to be against the law, but they still got them. You know, you'll hear stories all the time. I, I know, um, I know of, uh, a state trooper that's told me, uh, yeah, they, they have quotas. Um, and a few others, you know, down, uh, Toledo. I don't think I'm giving away anybody's name in doing that. Uh, you know, some, some, uh, law enforcement down in Toledo that, uh, will admit that they they have quotas down there. So although you may get the bigger ups that, that say that there's none, they, they have them. So, and I think that that's kind of the case when it comes to big ass science is that they need X amount of quote unquote evidence to continue the control that they've had, right? Because there's only one group of people that are really, um, that, that have the, hold the chokehold on um oh fuck did i pass it that have the chokehold on knowledge when it comes to excuse me when it comes to uh physics and astrology and, and things of that nature and it's it's nasa or at least you know anything that has to do with space i should say and it's nasa so you know if you're gonna believe them that's that's you know that's on you i don't Personally, I think that they have lied to us far too many times to uh, hold any type of credibility. 
But um, yeah, I, I was I've just been thinking about that for a while, and it's like, yeah, I guess no. Let's. I get the point that a lot of atheists make. Like I get, I understand not believing in God. I do. You know, I just don't. I've I've done my what I believe is my due diligence in in research, um, and I've come across it. And I've said it before that it comes down to how much is enough for you to believe. Right. Some people it's, it's a, it's a high, high threshold. Um, contrary to what most I think would believe about me, mine was a pretty high, high threshold, which is why I've done as much reading as I've done and, and as much research that I've done, um, into it. I mean, I've talked about losing my faith, uh, for a time after watching the Zeitgeist movie. And that's what really sparked my, um, my change in research, when uh, researching, you know, all of the different religions throughout history that I've been able to get my hands on, um, studying world history or world religions is is a large task. There's a lot of them out there, um, and so you tend to kind of stick to the main ones. There's plenty of small shit out there that uh, I have to assume that we still don't even know as of today that you know other people have come up with. But uh, studying the bigger ones, you know, like. Uh, obviously the two Abrahamic religions being Judaism and Christianity, uh, the one cult in Islam, uh, Shintao, the Mayan and Aztec, as well as, uh, Native American, uh, religions that they've had, um, Hindu, uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, Buddhism, um, Egyptian mythology, uh, Greek mythology, which at one time was a actual straight up religion, um, Sumerian, uh, beliefs, uh, you know, I mean, there's just a whole slew of them. So it, it took an, an alteration in, because I, I really wasn't doing that much research, you know, I was mostly researching Christianity before that. Um, <clears throat> and I, I opened up my horizons to, you know, all right, well, that's it. it we, I have to follow the truth. That's the thing that matters the most. When I lost my faith, uh, luckily, and I think it was divine intervention maybe, um, that led me towards truth as opposed to pleasure. Because when, at least from my point of view, when you lose this foundation of a higher being and um, you're stuck with just humanity, what's the most important thing at that point? It's either truth or pleasure. I can't think of anything else that would be more important than either one of those two things. Because if you listen to big-ass science and understand that uh, the Hubble theory is that we are on a constant expansion throughout space and everything one day um, will eventually expand to the point where there's nothing but cold death. There will never be another collision of... um, space, anything, meteors, planets, nothing. We will just have expanded so much that nothing will ever come into contact with one another again, causing friction, causing uh, redirection, anything like that. And everything will die a cold death. So what matters now to me or to you um, more than truth or or um, pleasure? when everything is going to end in a secular ideology, when everything is going to end in a cold death, what matters the most? Um, For me, it was truth. 
So I said, all right. Well, then I set out on having that be my my North Star, right? Um, navigating my way through whatever it may be, even if it hurts, even if it's not great. Because understand, I went through the the five stages of grief straight up. When I lost my faith after watching the Zeitgeist movie, I became physically ill um, and went through all five stages, you know, denial and and eventually coming to acceptance and then I said, all right, well, if I was duped once, then I don't want to be duped again. I want to, you know, truth is the most important thing. And I went on to um, start approaching everything from that aspect. And I started with the Zeitgeist movie because, well, there's that was my, my starting point. And, um, you know, after so long, I came back around to uh, Christianity and the faith of Catholicism. So, uh, and I've talked about why I believe that Catholicism is the... Uh, for me, the correct um, denomination of Christianity. I've also talked about how I think all denominations of Christianity are uh, Catholic, either pro the church or Protestant or protesting the church, yet still Catholic. Um, because arguably it was the first denomination before denominations were a thing, before the, uh, the Protestant Reformation, um, which if you break it down was just protesting. Um, I've heard arguments that Martin Luther was a Catholic till the day that he died, um, and not a Lutheran, that Lutheranism came after in, in, uh, in the wake of his name and him in his death. But anyway, I mean, that's a whole philosophical debate for another time. Again, I don't, I'm not going to, I don't like debating, um, other Christians on, uh, our faith. However, you know, I've done it. It's not, but it's not, you know, to me, it's just not a whole lot of fun. Um, and it gets a little bit more personal and it's going to, because it's a part of our identity. So, um, but you know, there's, there's arguments to be had there. Uh, and I, I certainly can understand somebody not being Catholic. I mean, we got a lot of shit that's going on in the church. I've talked about it before. I am heavily against it. And I wish I could have talked to Martin Luther, um, when he was doing what he was doing. I mean, if it is true that he was a Catholic, okay, well then that kind of stands in line with what I would argue to do. Sean Hannity is leaving his faith. Um, the guy, he was a Catholic and he's leaving the faith because of how much corruption there is in the church. Well, I, I'm sorry to break it to you guys. You're not going to do anything about Catholicism within the church. I'm sorry. You're not going to do anything about Catholicism and, and changing it by leaving it. The only way that you can have any real effect on the Catholic Church is by staying in it and affecting it that way, by starting movements in it that way. That's why I will continue to be a Catholic till the day I die. I can certainly understand that all of that shit, the corruption, the, the uh, scandal, whether it be the, the rape, molestation, or um, same-sex scandal that's been going on in the Catholic Church for a very long time, that isn't Catholic. That isn't Christian. That is something completely different. That is something that's malicious. There's an intent in order to destroy the church behind that. And you can call it the, I call it the Illuminati. You can call it Freemasonry. You can call it communism. You can call it whatever you want. The Catholic Church has had a whole bunch of enemies throughout the years. Um, and so I think that there's a battle to be, to be fought within the Catholic Church by Catholics. Um, and as I say that, there's one group of people that have uh, that have affected it, but I think it has more to do with the from the outside. 
but I think it has more to do with the infiltration of people who weren't Catholic, who had the intent to destroy the reputation of the church in mind when they infiltrated it. And that one group that has the effect from outside would be the left. I mean, if you wonder why I talk so much shit about the left, it's because of the nasty, horrible, horrendous, malicious, uh, vitriolic shit that they have done against the wholesomeness of Catholicism, of Christianity as a whole, including all of its dom- denominations, um, the, 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 the free world that I think was, was um, <sighs> formed based off of uh, Christianity as in the United States of America. And uh, I think that we're seeing that happen more and more throughout the time. And I think people like, and if you look at somebody like Sam Harris, if you look at the majority of, of, if not all of them, and I only say that because I don't know every aspect of their politics when it comes to uh, the, the four horsemen and the, and the large portion of, of atheism, they're all left. They're all liberal left. They all believe in abortion. And I'm not saying that there's no groups. In fact, I would point out that there are groups of atheists who are against abortion who are Second Amendment lovers, who are American lovers. I mean, I've, I've, I've got them in my friends, my group of friends, you know, people who are atheists that, um, you know, believe in all of those things, that were forced, arguably, that were forced into the political scene. They never want anything to do with it. Uh, I talked about uh, the guy from Comics Explains the other day, Rob, I can't remember his last name, good dude, did a, uh, an episode that was on the Trump impeachment trial that was going on in the most unbiased way that you can do it. And then he had another episode after, uh, that talked about how unbiased it was and why he took that approach and that he doesn't really get into politics. But the thing is, when I talk about that spectrum, I hate the spectrum. I hate the left, right paradigm. I don't like that. And I don't see it as that either. I see it as the left. And the reason that I talk about it as the left and the liberals is because look at what's happening right now and take it with a grain of salt when it comes to the Democrats, when it comes to the people on the left. You have you know, somebody like Cenk Yerger running you have uh, for Congress. You have uh, the Young Turks that are behind him. Um, and you have all the progressive voices that are arguably behind him. And then you have Bernie Sanders and you have all the... And, and, well, Kamala Harris is out, but you have... Uh, is, is Pete Buttigieg still in there? I think he's probably still in there. You got Joe Biden, you got Elizabeth Warren, you got all these people and they're all bickering right now. But mark my words, when it comes down to the general, they will all come together just like they did for Hillary Clinton. You will see minimal catfighting, infighting within that group because they hold themselves to be the same. And that's their one power that they can really stick to is that they will always come together because they're arguably hand in glove. They might have subtle differences here and there, but for the most part, they are all coming. They will all come together. And I would, I would say that probably, uh, what's her name from Hawaii? That she'll probably come together with them, and they'll, and she'll support whoever the Democrat um, front runner is at that point, or or whoever's the the candidate at that point. So that's why when it comes to Tulsi Gabbard, that's why when it comes to her, I'm like, yeah, she's hot. You know, she's got some pretty good arguments on, you know, that I agree with, uh, overall, no, because she's on the Democrat side. She's, you know, kind of socialist, if you will, in in certain ways, uh, if you will, but, uh, overall she's going to go that side. She's not on my side and my side, I would argue, as I've said before, is just everybody who isn't a part of that group. Now it's not to say that I link up with fucking people like Richard Spencer or whatever it may be. 
Um, it's just there. It, we're so far spread out, and there's so many different cliques and groups and all that other stuff that aren't a part of the the uh, liberal left. They're their own group altogether. Um, and as I say all this, I would point out that somebody like Tim Pool, who I really enjoy, who I like, who I think is a somebody who is honest with himself, would will not be voting on their side. You know, he's just too honest. I mean, he. I think he. He like take a situation that I've talked about before when it comes to um, the geriatrics, the mentally and physically handicapped, and the children, all of which who don't have families that that are in existence out there. And if we were to implicate what I wanted to do when it comes to the economy, make it a pure uh, free market capitalist economy where we're not being taxed. Uh, by our income in order to, you know, do all the shit. We're, we're going to end the, in, the the income tax. We're going to end the Federal Reserve. We're going to do all of those things. Well, then you have these four groups of people. There might be a couple of others that I'm missing um, that nobody's taking care of. Well, what do you do there? I don't have the answer for that. I really don't. I know that they're not my responsibility and they're not your responsibility just as much as I'm not your responsibility. But these people don't have anyone to take care of them. Someone like like Tim Pool, who I think in this way would consider himself a liberal, would say, well, we need the government to step in and do something. And that's admirable. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. And part of me wants to to agree with that, but I still am, am hitting that wall where I'm saying, all right, well, it's not my responsibility. I don't want the government, who I know sucks at most things, except for taking our money and spending I don't want them taking money from, from me in order to use it towards that because eventually it's going to grow to something else. The government's natural instinct is to grow so large that they control every aspect of your life. And they have shown that time and time again. They are indifferent of our suffering. They are indifferent of what's best for us. They are, they are biased in the, the government is biased in taking care of itself. So... Ah, anyway, so that's a whole long tangent on all that fun stuff that all, <laughs> all sprung from the question that I remember Sam Harris asking of, you know, is it plausible to believe that God affected, you know, a woman getting a better interest rate on her mortgage? I think it is. I would certainly not think that God was all powerful if he couldn't do something like that. If he could build... You know, everything out of nothing, create everything out of nothing, create us, create life, create this planet and the universe and everything that we see in it. If he could do all that, but he couldn't help out, he couldn't manipulate a couple of things in order to help out a lady with her interest rate, who prays to him, who worships him, you know what I mean? Who carries on a relationship and it really comes down to that, right? How close is your relationship with God? I can't expect for my friends to stick around if I never talk to them. Yeah? Makes sense? How can I expect God to stick around and do all of these things, even though he's the source of love and the creation of love and the source of all things good, who loves me, who I was created in his image, that he never leaves me. But I really can't, can, I can't expect him to do things for me if I'm not going to meet him halfway. And mind you, in any relationship, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a changing percentage of, of who's in it more than the other person, right? We'd all love it for, to, to be 50-50, but there's going to be times when, when the other person is going to need 70%. There's going to be times when you're going to need 70%. So that changes. 
It's not always going to be 50-50. Overall, sure, 50-50 is nice. Well, how much are you really putting into God? You know, how much are you putting into your relationship with God? So pray. And really, I mean, that's all. I mean, yeah, us Catholics, we believe in works, you know, as well as faith. Um, and I would argue that so everybody does. But it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a, um, a different viewpoint from those who are um, Protestants of other denominations within Christianity, Christianity and, and uh, what they do. I think it's more of, a, well, if you have faith in God, your works will come after. And Catholics believe that you need both faith and works at the same time. Anyway, you know, subtle differences there. But uh, I think that you do need the effort. You know, you can't just say, well, I believe in God and then expect God to do everything for you and, and you not put in any effort. You know, that's not you treating them. I can, I can tell you right now, I'll admit to you full scale, I have not been anywhere near um, good to God as, as he has been to me. As good to God as he has been to me. Nowhere fucking near, man. I have not treated him like my best friend. I have not treated him like my God, like my king. I have not treated him like that. There's plenty of times that I've went, um, you know, weeks or months not even praying to him. What a dick. Me. Me. I am. You know? What a dick I was. You know? And I, ex- I have to, I'm, I'm expecting him to fucking be there and, and protect me from, you know, bad shit and to, to help me out with good things. You know? Or when I'm out sinning and doing all sorts of fucked up shit. That me as a human wants to do anyway, you know, to deny that is, 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 is lying to yourself. You know, this argument that I've talked about before too, where humans or, uh, where atheists will bring it up to Christians that, well, you need God in order to act right. And therefore your character is shitty because you need a God in order to be a good person. Yeah, I know that's no, that's, that's spot on. Only they're using it as a weapon. No, humans have been shitty to one another for forever. Without God, without a foundation of God, of uh, a moral um, source, we suck. Look at how many groups of people who don't believe in God, what have they done to one another? And I'm not saying all people, obviously, but take the Native Americans here in the United States. There's plenty of them that didn't believe in God. You know what they do? They were, you know why we call them savages? Because they were. They were fucking barbarians. They were savages. They would eat one another. And I'm not saying all tribes, but a lot of them would. Holy fuck. They put, yeah, I talked about the gauntlet before. There's a couple priests that got caught and they, they put them through a gauntlet where they beat the shit out of them blindfolded. They had to pass through two rows. They had to go through the middle of them and get the shit kicked out of them going through it. And it was on a daily, on a daily, um, schedule where they would have to go through it every day and they'd beat them to the point where they were basically knocked out at the end. And then they'd recover a little bit and they'd send them back through and they were made to not kill them. They wanted to torture them. Well, they didn't have a God, right? Well, they believed in the spirit world. Yeah, but that's not really worship, is it? Some of them would, not all of them believe in the same shit. Don't pretend that they did. Look at the Aztecs and the Mayans. Well, yeah, they believed in higher power, but they believed it was the sun. Not the same God as we believe. And look at how much fucked up shit they did. You know? 
um, there's an argument out there. Well, you know, nobody takes the name of atheism and goes and, uh, you haven't studied enough. There have been plenty of atheists that have went and killed people who were religious. I don't have the names on me right now. I bet I can look it up though. I bet you can too. Just as much as you can look up the groups of atheists who are against abortion, which would shock a lot of people, I think. But there's been plenty of atheists that have went out and killed religious people in the name of atheism. I guess I do have a list. The first that comes to mind would be Joseph Stalin in the name of atheism. Um, Lenin. Uh, Mao. These were all atheists. Hitler. Do not let them tell you that Hitler was Catholic. Hitler was as Catholic as your buddy who was baptized back in the day and has never went to church since and, and says that he's an atheist now. Hitler was not Catholic. Was setting up the Nazi regime and all that other fun stuff by every measure of what we can know from the past, all the books that we can read, uh, there was never mass every Saturday that was promoted by the Nazi regime. Hitler didn't come out and say, we got it. Well, he met with the Pope. Yeah, he did. He met with a lot of people. He went to the fucking Olympics. Did you know that? Where he thought the whites were going to go out there. I mean, Bill Burr's got a whole segment on it. He did a lot of shit, but he certainly did not promote Christianity or Catholicism. And in fact, he worked against it. There are well-known rumors or stories, whatever you want to call them, of Hitler having this, the, uh, the Nazis um, go into schools and perform this experiment where he would say, um, where the, the, the soldiers would say to the class, all right, do you want candy? And they would say, yeah. And he'd say, all right, well, pray to God for it. And then they'd pray to God and then there would be no candy. And he'd say, all right, now ask the Nazis for it. And they'd ask a Nazi for it. And then they would give it, give them candy and show, Hey, see, we can take better care of you than God can. So that was actually working against uh, a higher power, belief in God, Catholicism, Christianity, whatever you want to call it. That's what the Nazis did. So don't let them ever tell you that uh, uh, Hitler was uh, Catholic. That is a load of shit. The funny thing now is to see people like Sam Harris who then come in and go, oh, well, 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 yeah, well, in this, in this scenario, you have all of these atheists who turn themselves into, um, into idols basically. And so they're, therefore it's not atheism anymore. And it's like, oh good God. I mean, it's constantly moving the goalpost. Anyway, that's a whole lot of ranting for all of this. Uh, can God, uh, fill, can, can God help you out in life in small ways to make your life better? Yes. But you have to fucking put in effort to have that happen. You know, you got to pay attention. You got to listen for his voice. You gotta, you gotta pray flat out. You know, if you're not seeing it, well, pay attention, listen a little better, you know, maybe don't talk so much, maybe meditate in, in prayer, you know, meditation isn't just a thing that, you know, the Buddhists or the Hindus can, can usurp from everyone. Meditation is just sitting there listening, you know, trying to get in tune with what you're doing. Basically prayer, prayer is meditation. You know, you don't have to talk the whole time in prayer either. You can sit and listen. Most of us, we think, all right, well, prayer is just worship and it's just me talking this whole time and saying certain prayers. Incorrect. Incorrect. Prayer can be listening. 